Arthur Brown Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. As I waited for the little guy, Kaplan, to come back, I couldn't help speculating on what it was that he'd promised to hold on to for the dead Carl Duisburg. Whatever it was, it promised a lead for me to Duisburg's wife, Helen, whom her sister Diane Clutterbuck had hired me to find. And Clutterbuck had come just in time because Joe Kahn, private detective, and his secretary, Daisy, were minus credit, cash, or clients. I was just finishing a cigarette as Kaplan came back. Here you are, Mr. Kahn. I haven't liked holding on to a dead man's property, but since I'd promised Carl... Sure, Mr. Kaplan, I understand. Now my wife can stop worrying. The parcel is delivered and we're finished with it. Uh, tell his wife from me, Mr. Kahn, that Carl was a great guy. Sure, Mr. Kaplan, I'd be happy to. That accident was a terrible thing. Terrible? And the truck driver never stopped. I don't know how we could have that on his conscience. Yeah. Poor Carl. He must have been careless. He had something on his mind, you know. He was worried the last three weeks before he died. Worried, huh? He never mentioned what was worrying him. No, he never said anything, but I could tell. He didn't have his mind on his job. Or on where he was going, I guess. Hence the truck. I suppose so. Well, I'm glad you came, Mr. Kahn. That parcel's been on my mind all the time. <laughs> It was on my mind, too, every second of the way back to my apartment. When I got inside the door, I opened it. It contained a note and a silver box. I read the note first. Dear Helen, you won't be reading this unless the worst has happened. I know that sooner or later you will think of Kaplan and ask him if I left anything with him for you. He is the only person I can trust. I thought it was safer to do it this way. If they try and force you to tell them where it is, you won't know. Do whatever you think best, darling. Goodbye, Carl. Then I opened the box and nearly fainted. Because the box was brimful of dough. Tightly wrapped wads of high denomination notes. When I finished counting, I got another shock. There was just under $200,000. But where it had come from or what it meant was a mystery. I got rid of the wrapping paper and shoved the box in a drawer. Then I picked up the phone and dialed the office. Con detective agent. Daisy. Well, well, the boss himself. When are we going to be honored with your presence in the office? Later. First, I've got a proposition to make to you, Daisy. Oh, goody, goody. I'd given up hope. Not that kind of proposition. How do you like another job? You can't fire me till you've paid my back salary. Now, I wasn't thinking of firing you. I want you to help me on this case. Oh, that's different. What do you want me to do? Get a job at that nightclub, the Casbar. What doing? Well, how do I know? But you're always busy displaying your legs around the office. Maybe the Casbar will pay you for doing it. Okay, I'll try. That's my girl. I wish I were. Now, now, let's stick to business. Speaking of which, uh, anything new around the place? Well, there was a dame came in, but she didn't look exactly new to me. What did she want? To see you. There was a guy with her, lean Latin type. 
Did they say why they wanted me? No. But let me warn you, boss, in case she comes back. Oh? She looks like a lady to stay away from in the clinches. Thanks for the tip, Daisy. I'll keep it in mind. Hmm. Callers. Yeah? Mr. Khan? Forgive the intrusion, but it is important that we speak to you, if we may. Sure, come in. Permit me to introduce myself. I'm Earl Cortez, and this is my sister, Ines. Hi. How do you do, Mr. Khan? We called at your office earlier, but your secretary, is it, told us you are not in? Oh, that was you, was it? So we thought we would try your apartment. You will be wondering about the purpose of our visit, Mr. Khan. So perhaps it is best if I come straight to the point. You have been hired by Diane Clutterbuck to find a woman, Helen Dewsberg, that he saw? You are telling the story. I also particularly want to find this woman. She has something which belongs to me. Would you have any objection to accepting two clients? It's not exactly ethical. I will pay double the fees Diane Clutterbuck is paying you. Sorry, no dice. I may not look as though I go in for business ethics, but I do. I see. Well, uh, perhaps Mr. Khan might be more receptive to uh, persuasion from me. <laughs> yes, that could be so. In any case, I have another appointment. If you will excuse me. Oh, please don't trouble. I shall let myself out. Well, can I offer you a drink, Miss Cortez, or is it too early in the day? Uh, no drink, thank you. And I hate formality. Why don't you call me Ines? Yeah, I'd like that. And your name? Joe. Exotic, isn't it? Joe. Hmm, I like it. Come and sit over here, Joe. Close to me. Ines, I don't need asking twice. You know, Joe, my brother Earl is a big man, a wealthy man. If you take this job for him, there will be other jobs. He will do anything for his friends. But if he doesn't like people, he can be a dangerous enemy. How about you, Ines? Are you dangerous too? I am like my brother. We are half Spanish, you know. I can be dangerous, Joe. I can also be nice to people I like. Very nice. And I like you, Joe. You're a hunk of man, Joe. Yeah. And I'm gonna prove it. Oh, Joe. Oh, baby. You will do this thing for her, won't you, Joe? No. What? I said no. Not after one kiss, not after a hundred. Oh, you, you. Oh. Hey, you wield quite a wallop, baby. It is a mistake to laugh at me, Mr. Khan. You will find that out. Remember, I told you that I could be dangerous. She slammed the door nearly as hard as she'd slapped my face. I thought Inez wasn't kidding about being dangerous. 
and I thought it might be a good thing to try and find out a few things about her and her brother. Hotel Astoria. Miss Clutterbuck, please. One moment. Hello? Miss Clutterbuck, this is Joe Kahn. Mr. Kahn, you found Helen? Not yet, but I'd like to have a talk to you if it's convenient. Yes, of course. When? Say, quarter of an hour? Very well. I'll be waiting for you in the bar. On my way to the Astoria, I stopped up at my bank. I had the silver box with the $200,000 with me, and I hired a safe deposit box and left the money inside it. Then I mailed the safe deposit key to myself at the office by registered mail. An old gag, but effective. The bar of the Astoria had stools. On one of them, Diane Clutterbuck was seated. She had an old-fashioned drink in front of her and an old-fashioned look in her eyes. Well, Mr. Kahn, you've arrived at last. I've been waiting here exactly 30 minutes. Sorry I was delayed. I'll have whatever the lady's drinking, Barman. Okay. What did you want to see me about? Just a little information, if you have it. What kind of information? He drinks it. Oh, thanks. Here, keep the change. Well, here's luck. Are you going to tell me now what you want, Mr. Kahn? Sure. I met some friends of yours a little while ago, Miss Clutterbuck. What friends of mine? Maybe they're just acquaintances. Earl and Inez Cortez. Oh. Yes, I know them. Earl had a proposition. You'd hired me to find Helen. He wanted me to do the same. It's not precisely ethical, is it, Mr. Kahn, to accept two clients for the one task? Which is why I turned this proposition down. And then Earl left, leaving Inez behind to persuade you. <laughs> they must be friends of yours. You know their every move. How successfully did Inez do her persuading? Very successfully. Until she asked me outright if I'd accept Earl's offer. I told her no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine her reaction to that. <laughs> it was drastic, to say the least. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Carr. Well, let's skip the formality. Call me Joe. Very well. We'll make it first names for both of us. I've always hated Clutterbuck, anyway. I'm surprised some guy hasn't tried to change it. Between trying and succeeding is a long way, Joe. I see. Well, to get off the personal and back to the personnel in this case, <laughs> you can imagine that I'm curious, Diane. Yes, of course. Who is Earl Cortez? I believe your American phrase is racketeer. Huh? I have a nasty feeling that Helen must have been mixed up with him at some stage or other. He seemed to know her quite well. How did you meet him? He was at the Casbah when I saw Mr. Mailer there. And you don't know anything else about him or his sister? No. Except that I have a feeling he'd make a bad enemy. Diane, that's one feeling we have in common. I left the Astoria and headed back to the office. The door was locked, and as I opened it, I wondered what had become of Daisy. Then the phone rang, and I found out. Joe? Yeah? I got the job, Joe. Starting tonight, I'm a cigarette girl at the Casbah. Great, Daisy. I told you those legs of yours would pay off. Since I can't work day and night, I've decided not to come into the office today. Sure, that's okay. I'll call you if I hear anything worth hearing. That's the girl. Oh, Daisy. Yeah? Keep your eyes peeled for that man and woman who came looking for me. The guy's name is Cortez. The dame is his sister, Ines. Oh, they found you, huh? Yeah. You know what you said about her? You were right. Oh, thanks. Hey, wait a minute. I said she looked like a lady to stay away from in the clinches. That's right. Well, the only way you could know I was right would be because... That's right. Why, you... You oversaw... 
Hey, now, wait a minute. Here have I been trying all this time to clutch you in a clinch, and what do you do? Pass me up for that... Uh-uh, Daisy, watch your language. And watch the quarters couple, too. They're in this thing up to their teeth, and I got a feeling those teeth can be awful sharp. 